This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Back here in our second segment of Inside Black and Gold. Some important arrivals and uh, participants in today's practice. Joining me, WWL St. Cylon reporter Steve Geller is WWL and Odyssey Sports digital producer Jeff Nowak. And Jeff, it was we got the news earlier this morning. We saw on Twitter from the uh, advocates, Jeff Duncan was the first to put it out that Taran Matthew was indeed back at Saints practice today, and it's a it's definitely been a long time coming. He had the excused absence for personal reasons, but man, oh man, the speculation just kept, continued to grow and grow with the more days he missed, and it's just something that's a tough situation when you know someone is dealing with a family issue that they obviously it's something important that they're not at their main important job for, but yet everyone's starting to question, is he retiring? Is uh, Taran Matthew not is thinking about not being on the saints team anymore. looking at his Twitter accounts, Instagrams, checking out pictures to see what was scrubbed from his account supposedly. And it just gets a little ugly. Yeah, that is my least favorite part of, of social media is this like trying to be, well, you know, the social sleuthing of, you know, oh, well, he did this. What does that mean? It's like, stop, stop, stop. Right, I was stop. saying when we start looking at deleted pictures as as news, that's a problem. Right. That That's what happens when no information is out there. Right. And it's one of the things that I think D.A. has done a much better job of in terms of like when the media asks a question, he gives them the answer so that the answer is out there. And like with Taysom Hill for as as a perfect example, he's missed the last four days of practice. We know that it is not his foot, right? So we don't have to wonder, Oh, maybe his list Frank injuries flared up again. And we're, we're dealing with that. No, he has a rib thing. So it's like, that's the type of thing that when you don't have that information, rumors get started. And exactly. they start moving around. And then I, I, on the last episode, I tried to try to walk everyone back from the cliff because that's a good way to alienate a player as he's away from the team dealing with stuff. The rumor is he was out in Kansas city. Um, and yeah, you, you're out here like, Oh, he deleted all of his saints photos off Instagram. Well, he's must be abandoning a team. He wasn't abandoning the team. He wants to be here. He signed here. He likes it here. This is home. Um, and, but yeah, so DA said that he got in last night. DA met him at the hotel. I don't know where he's staying. Apparently he's staying at a hotel. Um, you know, that they, they, they got to see each other. I got a spare room Honey Badger could have for sure. It is interesting. that he, I, I found it interesting <laughs> that he's staying at a hotel because he has so much infrastructure. He has so much like familial infrastructure here. You'd yeah, think he right. Would be, he would have somewhere he could stay that wasn't a hotel, but he's staying at a hotel. Um, anyway, 
So we saw him at practice, and DA talked about it for a bit. Let's, let's here's what he had to say. Let's. I love having him back. It was great to see him last night. Got in last night. Um, had a chance to visit with him at the hotel. Um, seems to be in really good spirits. He's anxious to kind of get back here and get started. We'll go through a little bit of a ramp up period with him. You know, kind of let him get his feet up under him. But uh, uh, man, to have a, a, a player of his, you know, decorated ability back in the building as a positive. So, you know, when DA, uh, what I'm learning about DA as a coach and about this new training staff is when they say ramp up, they are not messing around. They no, mean not it. at all. You are not going to just see him thrown back into drills. Um, and we didn't today. We saw him going through the walkthrough. He was in uniform. He was going through the walkthrough. He did the stretches, that whole thing. But he was not in any of the reps, any of the live reps. And that's, we, we've seen that. You know, we've, we've really seen them take a very cautious approach when it comes to players coming back from injuries, right? And, and this obviously isn't an injury. This is only conditioning. But apparently Marcus Davenport is dealing with conditioning. We haven't seen him on the practice field. Pete Werner, you know, spent four or five days out working on the side, and now he's finally back starting to get worked in team drills. Mike Thomas was out there on day one, and the other bit of news today is this is the first time that we've seen him worked in a seven-on-sevens. So when they say Tyron Matthew – and we'll get into more about Mike in a second. When they say Tyron Matthews is going to have a ramp up process, I believe it. Yeah, and we, we've we've seen that, like you said, with all these players that have been dealing with injuries. And I, I'm wondering if it it's really the it's how the Saints are operating, or is it part of the new kinder, gentler NFL, the NFLPA on on some of the rules on on, on getting these guys back. Uh, whatever the case is, though, uh, we understand with Tyron Matthew. He's a, the guy is a veteran, uh, proven uh, all around in the NFL. So him being out that time, obviously, to start training camp wasn't ideal, but he's really, in the grand scheme of things, not that far behind where this team is right now. Yeah, if he wasn't at OTAs, I would be a little more concerned, but he was. Sure. He participated in OTAs. He participated fully in the minicamp. So, you know, realistically, we're talking about seven days. We're talking about one week, right? Camp started on last Wednesday and he got here on this Wednesday. So, you know, it's not the end of the world. Thankfully it was wrapped up sooner rather than later, because I think the further, the closer you get to the first preseason game, the more you start to worry about, okay, is he missing important install information? Are we, are we going to have early season struggles because he, his and Marcus Mays, his and PJ Williams, his and Justin Evans, whoever is out there, is their communication not up to snuff? Um, you know, I think that that's where you would start to get a little more worried. But we know what to expect from Tyron when he's out there. If there was any player that you could say, okay, he's going to miss a week, but we'll be fine, I think it's it's probably Tyron. And, you know, because we know what to – I mean, he's the top-rated safety in Madden, which I was surprised by. Um, but, you know, it's not because he's not good, just because he's, you know, a 10-year NFL veteran. But, you know, there's a lot of respect around the league and in league circles for this guy. And um, I'm just glad that everything is is fine enough that he was able to return because, you know, he wants to be here. That's the thing that was bugging me about the whole Instagram uh, analysis thing is like I've talked exactly, to him in person. Yeah. He is very excited to be a member of the New Orleans Saints. He is very excited to be out at training camp. He never went to training camp as a kid in New Orleans. Uh, which I found interesting, but he was always a, a guy who he says liked to play it. He didn't like, he liked to play football. He wasn't huge on watching football. 
Yeah, he, um, he had mentioned that wearing the black and gold was a dream come true for crying out loud. Right. <laughs> he's very excited about it. He, he's not I'm sure just, it was all of just a sudden as, stepping away. I'm sure it was just as difficult for him. Uh, I'm sure, I, okay, more difficult for him to not be here than it was for, for the fans to try to wonder where he was. So I think the, I think the real deal is that Paulson Adebo has been stealing all these uh, headlines from the secondary, and he's like, I got to get back in the mix. Yep, we got Derek. Hey, fam, don't forget to hit the like button. Almost 40 people in here with only a few likes. Who that? I agree. Thank you. Thank you, Derek. Thank you, Derek. And I do appreciate everyone watching. Uh, for those on for those on listening to the podcast version of this, we are simulcasting this on YouTube. So, you know, you feel free to go check that out. But if we make any reference to questions coming in or Derek telling people to hit the like button, it's because we are talking to people on YouTube. Um, and if you if you aren't already subscribed, make sure to check that out. It's WWL Sports over on YouTube. But yeah, so let's move on to the other big thing that happened today, which was Michael Thomas getting into team drills. And I actually asked Dennis about this yesterday and I asked him, Hey, what, what are some of the benchmarks or hurdles? You know, how close are some of these guys to getting back into team drills talking specifically about Pete Werner and Michael Thomas. And he kind of gave a vague, you know, nondescript answer um, that made it sound like they weren't going to be in team drills today. <laughs> uh, but and then he they said, Jeff's, Jeff's, Jeff asked this yesterday. What are we doing, guys? I, you know, I, I don't think that he makes his decisions based on me, but I do wonder <laughs> if I like lit a fire. I don't, I, but I think what more likely happened is they had planned to be inside for this practice. They knew that it was going to be closed. It was not going to be padded. And this was probably the target for, you know, okay, we can get these guys into team drills and make sure everything is up. It, it goes well. If it doesn't, <laughs> no one's around to see it. Um, but he got into team drills. He looked good. He looked like Michael Thomas. That's what I've been talking to Nick Underhill at practice a lot. And the comment that comes up most, mostly from him is, Hey, that looks like Michael Thomas. <laughs> and right. that's a good thing. Uh, Cause that's what I've been wondering is, you know, how much is this Michael Thomas going to look like the Michael Thomas that, that destroyed NFL records two seasons ago. Um, and Chris Browts, yeah. the, the, the ankles looking good. Uh, that's been obviously the main thing. I've been looking at for for this time we've seen him in practice and have been and been anxiously waiting for him to start participating in some more uh, periods. And, yeah, getting to see him in the seven on seven today was fantastic. So he was in the seven on sevens. We still have a little ways to go. He was not in the one on one reps and he was not in the 11 on 11 reps. Um, But baby steps. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think once you get once you kind of go from routes against air to routes against people the rest will come quickly i don't think that it will take very long to get into those 11 on 11 reps i do think we're going to be waiting a while to see him in the one-on-ones because i think those are those are the reps where you get really intense uh and i'm not sure but but we did see him running some end zone routes against andy dalton today so there's a (laughs) one-on-one did you catch that did you see that yes that that was um i was interested to see if we're going to end up having uh, Dalton getting some corner or safety love today. Yeah. Andy Dalton clamps with a Z. <laughs> no, he was, uh, he, he, I don't think he has a future as a, as a defensive back, but no, you know, he I seemed pretty disinterested in it, but it was doing it anyway. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just, you know, you, you probably would have just been as well served with a traffic cone, but you know, either way, I think the idea of getting routes against people is important and it's nice to see him progressing there. Right. The only thing that we don't want to see is him backtracking is him. So if he starts in team drills, so all of a sudden he's not. If he's 
missing days of practice. He wasn't out there on Saturday. I know that bummed a lot of the fans out. It was a planned day, planned day off. So, you know, there, this is a process. Like I, like I said, the, the, ramp up, the ramp up is real. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Um, but so here's DA. Here's a little more from DA on uh, what he's seen from Michael Thomas and what he thinks about Michael Thomas's progression thus far. It's awesome. It was awesome. Um, seeing him, you know, get a few routes, um, you know, actually, actually go up against a defender. Um, I thought he looked good in, in the plays that he got. I was excited about seeing that. Um, and I think it's another step in the right direction. I think we want to continue to ramp him up. There's a process that this goes through. Um, and at some point before we get to the you know regular season, um, we're going to see him in full speed team activities. Um, we have a plan for how that's going to go. Obviously, we have to monitor how he's feeling as we go through that plan, but um, I feel good about where he's at and the progress that he's made. Can our buzzword for training camp be ramp up? And anytime it's said, we can, we have to take a drink. I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> we'll, we'll be drunk very fast. No, but it, it's, we can keep going back to it. You know, the saints brought in Matt Ray. They fired long time, uh, you know, training, whatever his title was, strength and conditioning coach, Dan Dalrymple, and this is a team that started an NFL record 58 players last year. I feel like I've said that so many times, it's lost all meaning, but that's not acceptable. You cannot look at that and watch a season go that way and then be like, yeah, we're not going to make any changes. We're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to strongly consider changing everything we do from a training perspective. And, you know, one of the interesting things um, that has changed with DAS head coach, I know we've mentioned before, all of the post-practice interviews are inside. They're in the, they're in the training facility inside. And it, what it's allowed us to kind of see is a lot of the, the post-practice, like, training work that these guys are doing. And the, there's a lot of really interesting exercises going on in there. And I don't remember seeing that in that form in how they're kind of, you know, working after practice. I mean, I'm sure they had been doing that, but it's interesting to kind of see it in action because we know there's so much of it. And we also need, you need to remember. So like guys aren't out at practice, right? They're still working. Yeah. With what we don't see uh, behind the scenes, obviously we're not seeing just because it's not happening on the field. Doesn't mean there's not work being put in. What's, what's also uh, been amusing is seeing the amount of uh, family brought in too, and uh, in an indoor facility afterwards, yeah. A uh, very open environment, friendly, with a bunch of kids running around. Hopefully they don't get on our uh, podium audio. That's all I care about. But, yeah, it's uh, just a, di- a different feeling, a different a different coach. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of things that um, Dennis Allen is m- much different a personality than Sean Payton. And I think uh, even P.J. Williams uh, mentioned it the other day that Dennis Allen was a lot harder on him as a defensive coordinator, and he feels like he's kind of uh, take, gotten a lot more lax, but that's because he's got so much more on his plate as the head coach. 
Yeah. Uh, you said the podium there. Marquez Callaway calls it the stand. Uh, one, one funny thing that's been going on is Marquez Callaway, Traquan Smith, who Traquan Smith I, has been having a very good camp. I just have to say that. And Deontay Harris, Deontay Hardy, sorry. They've all been watching each other's interviews and like asking questions. And yesterday, Marquez was like, uh, Deontay, while we have you on the stand, uh, yeah. can I ask? He's like, this isn't, I'm not on the stand. And he's like, whatever. It was like, it, it was like, it was like he thought he was under oath. It was very funny. But yeah. And so we have a question here that, that I think is a good segue into kind of the closing part here. So how has Jarvis Landry been looking? Uh, Jarvis got a, got a, a veteran day today. So did Ryan Ramchek. Um, I think there may have been one or two others. Uh, but so well, before we get into Jarvis, the other guys we didn't see today, Taysom Hill, as we mentioned, he's been out. With that rib, right? Dylan Mabin, which was the first day we haven't seen him, his defensive back. Smoke Monday, um, who Dennis Allen confirmed, suffered a significant knee injury. Um, significant knee injury is usually code for something ACL, MCL related. And it's it's very often going to be a season-long thing. So, you know, best wishes to Smoke. Hopefully he gets better. Um, it's a it's a bummer that, you know, if he's unable to get back, if it is a significant knee injury and he ends up going maybe on IR. But hopefully he can stick around and they can bring him back uh, one way or the other because I thought he was having a pretty solid camp. I don't know if he's going to make the roster, but uh, he's a fun guy to watch. The two others, obviously, Peyton Turner, we mentioned, wasn't out there. And the other guy, Lucas Kroll. This was the first day he had missed. He's a guy who I feel like has been trending the wrong direction. Unfortunately, you know, he he's, he's got all the, you know, the physical attributes in the world. I think there's been some technical execution issues and, you know, he's been, he's been, he's caught the ire of a few assistant coaches in drills for, for one reason or another. So, you know, I'm not, not saying he doesn't have a chance to make the roster, but I'm just saying what I've been seeing is he hasn't been standing out to me. Um, but yeah, the, those are the guys who weren't there. As far as Jarvis, I think Jarvis has looked every bit like Jarvis Landry, every bit of what I expected. We saw his crazy cupping uh, post-practice routine going on, which seems intense. Uh, I don't, I, I've never had that procedure done, but it seemed like a lot. Um, and but otherwise, I mean, he's definitely just, looks painful. Yeah, he's just a professional. I'm going to get open and catch the ball kind of guy. He doesn't. He's not an insane athlete. He's not, you know, exceptionally fast. He's just, you know, a very violent route runner. And he went down uh, on Monday when right. during the first set of one one v ones we'd seen, the like the first rep he kind of got taken up with Paulson and Debo and went down and was limping around. And I was like, oh no, right? And you're holding your breath on that. And he ran a route against Bradley Roby, and I was like watching him very closely because I was like, oh maybe maybe you'll see, you know, he's maybe a little slow. I mean. You know, he never got going very fast, but he was somehow able to create like six yards of separation. Uh, so that's that's the type of guy. And for a team that had to deal with last year, no one being able to get open. You know, you now have in Michael Thomas, assuming they're healthy and Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry, two of the premier, you know, route running, just get open at all costs receivers in the NFL. And that's only going to that's only going to be helpful to Jameis Winston. Yeah. And obviously, too. Landry, Mighty, Olave, that that three, that trio. Uh, I'm sure we haven't come up with a good nickname for him yet, but th- th- there's got to be something for these guys. Uh, I just think that if you look across the NFL, it's really hard to come across another uh, three wide receivers that are better or, or on that same par with the in the NFL. 
again, it's if, if they're healthy, they're, yes. If they're healthy, there's no question. Um, the guy who I was expecting more out of, I, I'll say, was Marquez Callaway. He's just, he struggles to get open, you know, and he makes some spectacular catches. I was talking to, I was talking to uh, Mike Triplett about this. You know, he's really, he makes spectacular catches. But part of the reason he makes spectacular catches is because he has to make spectacular catches. Not because really he, getting that separation. He's not getting separation, you know, and, and you know, maybe as you get into the, into, into deeper into camp and, you know, we'll, we'll see a little bit more. Um, but I was expecting, I was expecting him to stand out. And to this point, you know, I think he's still safe on the roster. I think he's going to be an important special teams guy, but to me, Traquan Smith has stood out. If I had to, if I had to rate the receivers kind of, you have obviously the top three, you have, MT Jarvis and Olave. And then, you know, in terms of a deep threat, you know, Deontay is always going to stand out, but I think traquan has been right up there with him. He had a couple of really, really nice over the top catches today in one V ones. And we talked to him and he said, you know, his biggest goal, his biggest goal for this off season, this training camp, stay healthy. That's his yeah. biggest knock. And the fact that when he has been healthy too, there's times in games, he just, he's been inconsistent where he's had those some pretty impressive games, but then a lot of time he's getting one, two receptions and that, that's not going to cut it though. It will not. Okay. Let's hit the break again. Make sure to mash that subscribe button. If you're wherever you're listening, if you're on YouTube, make sure to leave a comment. And if you're on YouTube, make sure to go find it and subscribe anyway, because why not? Uh, We're going to come back. We're going to hit you with the underrated, the under the radar player that we think is going to make the roster. And we also have some people asking about the RP3 competition. We can hit on that. And uh, I wanted to talk about James's deep ball. So we're going to get that coming at you. 